This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by K's. K's, folks, I can't say enough good things about K's Restaurant. There they are, located 1013 Cass Ave in Woonsocket. K's is doing takeout. You can call them for takeout at 762-9675. Why not take out from K's a nice steak sandwich or corned beef or the lobster roll or ham sandwich or the chicken salad sandwich is delicious. I love their roast beef or the pastrami is delicious. The roast turkey breast is fantastic. And also the grilled pork or the tuna fish salad, the shrimp cocktail, lobster cocktail, wedge salad. Listen, call K's for takeout, 401-762-9675. And let me tell you about K's. They are so terrific, and they're always there when you need them. David and John, the people of K's Restaurant, they are without question always there, so generous supporting people. And I'm encouraging you during these times, support K's, a real local icon. K's Restaurant is everything you want, and not only a restaurant, but a restaurant owner. And let me tell you about David. The guy is just, he is exactly the type of citizen you need. Always steps up there, always helps out, always very generous. This is your opportunity to show your support for K's Restaurant. Call them for takeout, 762-9675. You can check out their website, ksrestaurant.com. Or maybe get a gift card. But the people there are just terrific. Listen, why not? Treat yourself. Lunch, dinner. Call K's. Do take out with K's Restaurant. 762-9675. And then you pop by and get it right there. Cass Avenue across from CVS. It's the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11 and we go until 2. It's a.m. 1380. And 99.9 FM, you can always listen online at tobetro.com. Folks, it's time for our segment, This Week in Politics. Joining me, he's the managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com, Justin Katz. Justin, I want to start off, if you don't mind, with the front page of the Providence Journal, a very alarming headline, and it has to do mainly uh, focusing on General Treasurer Seth Magaziner, but that the state is running out of cash. Well, I mean, that's to be expected. A lot of the, a lot of the revenue that the state takes in, including the casinos and uh, people's income tax uh, returns, are just drying up. And that, so there's there's going to be a a hit to the state budget. It's it's just not avoidable. Uh, the my concern with this is a lot of the solutions Magaziner in particular was talking about were for revenue. Let's, we need money from the federal government, maybe a tax increase and in payroll, especially to deal with um, all the new claims for uh, unemployment insurance, tens of thousands of them at this point in just a couple of weeks. Uh, so they're looking for revenue. Uh, I'm not hearing a whole lot from them about what they're going to trim back in their expenses, which is going to have to be part of the story when this is all said and done. What do you make of, um, I mean, as we know, the state was barely it's it, the, the budget is ridiculous. Um, you know, it was just I think it was about a couple of weeks right before this happened. Uh, everything really exploded. Kathy Gregg had that story where, you know, it, it's it's when you think about it, talk about gouging and indulging. 
the amount of money they just spend on catered meals. I know it's it's not that much, but it just it's an attitude where they're there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and literally I think it was well over one hundred thousand dollars was spent on catered meals with all people somewhat kind of politically connected bringing meals as if there's any employer in this no no employer in the state does anything like that and yet they feel a need or the uh the right uh that they could do something like that but justin uh the the state ramundo was basically two i think 200 million dollar deficit before this began those that follow it know i mean they they were not in a booming economy where other states were having surpluses the state of rhode island was still uh very much running you know deficits and and unnecessary and and always saying things like mattiello this is going to be a tough budget and and again uh that was during a boom time uh what else anything else stand out with you with with magaziner well uh, one thing that's, that strikes me is i mean he's a he's a young guy with not very much practical business experience uh or if any. And so I think that's, that's another lesson. I mean, you, you mentioned how the legislature uses a lot of money for catered meals there. There are a lot of, a lot of expenses at, at the state level that are unnecessary. And what this, what they ought to do with the exercise we ought to learn now is start with what's, what's critical, you know, the public safety and all those, those core missions of government and make a list to the most frivolous thing you spend money on. And it might be catered meals or that might not even be the most frivolous thing state government spends money on. And that's the first thing that's just got to go. And we don't, we don't run our budget that way in boom times, as you point out. And so we're going to suffer for that and we should adjust. And another thing we ought to consider is these people we elect into office who don't have practical experience. So yeah, in, in, in ordinary times, you, you can have a treasure. I mean, think about, I was thinking about this the other day, think about how close Aaron Regenberg, who's never done anything in his life productive, most part from politics, um, he was very close to being Lieutenant Governor, which would mean if, if God forbid, the Governor Raimondo were to, were to catch the virus and die from it, he would become the governor. I mean, that's that's a scary thing that we really have to start thinking about in Rhode Island. The people we elect into office, uh, we, we've talked in the past about how Mayor Alorza had no practical experience. So one of the things that strikes me with Magaziner is, you know, when you reach a crisis, that's when you need somebody who can draw on some experience. I mean, nobody's dealt with this before, but if you've run a business or if you've, you've been spent you know decades in the military or some other practical application of 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 just keeping something running an organization running you're much better positioned when something like this happens to go okay i've got a reserve of experience what what can i draw on and i think that that could prove to be a problem as we as we move forward and that might be one of the reasons why it's it's the call is immediately hey we need money from the federal government because we don't we don't have people who can actually run our state all that well. That is an excellent point. And you're exactly right on people that have ever been in a crisis situation. Um, it's, it's, you know, of course, the various times they had not been in that, but they had experienced other situations where then uh, they were then able to use that uh, reserve, if you will, and then call upon it. But what is frightening about this is his three basic directions are federal spending, sure, up the unemployment benefit. Uh, it doesn't think any state's going to be without federal assistance, temporary loans, and then borrowing. Justin, I think this is also, they are going to use this. Uh, the state is poorly run, way too many employees. 
Um, I, I think 16,000 employees are pretty close to it. And at one time with Governor Kichiri, I think the goal was to try to get it under 10,000. And then it went up under uh, Governor Chafee. And then now it's really exploded under Raimondo. But the state has too many employees. And then I also noticed one of the things that they say is, you know, completely off limits is delaying payments to the state pension fund. It just beginning and end, it always seems to be about state workers. And think of the people that have lost their jobs who are uh, collecting or about to try to get unemployment or businesses that are shutting that will not reopen. And, and once again, how far is this going to go? Because state workers have in their union contract that, you know, a no layoff clause. Well, that's that's one of the it makes me always I always think the movie Titanic, where somebody says, shouts out half the people on this boat are going to die. And another person says not the better half. I mean, you get the impression the way the state runs generally that we're we're here to protect the budget. We're here to protect people who work for the government. They won't suffer from this or at least as much. And that's that's just not the way it ought to ought to go. I mean, as I was I mean, we don't want anybody to be losing their jobs or, or certainly pensions or, or that they rely on or that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, you have to take a cool look at who's doing what and what is, what is going to keep the economy going, what is going to keep people safe. So you start with, you know, the, the people in government, there is a reason to have it people in government who are, who are critical to its operation. And then you know, at the tail end of that, there, there are employees who, who saving their job is not the most productive thing and you're going to lose a bunch of jobs in the private sector because you protected that one. Uh, and that's just, that attitude is just foreign. I mean, as I said, I haven't, in all the lists of, of multiple articles and the lists of things they want to do to try to find money, there's, there's no, you know, I, the governor has not issued an executive order or freezing all non-essential spending, for example. I mean, that kind of thing, would be absolutely critical. And they say, you know, payroll is the top priority. Well, you know, that's, that's not necessarily true. I mean, you have to pay your employees, but some of them aren't needed. So I know, I mean, I'm expecting a lot of businesses. I mean, when this, when this all passes, I do expect a, some snapback of the economy because, you know, the, it's kind of a, a, a unique event that didn't change some of the underlying economics. But I, what I expect to see is a lot of Rhode Island businesses just not opening their doors partly because the state just makes it so difficult to do that if they have to start fresh uh, with a new business. And partly some of them are going to take it as this was my opportunity to retire or to move to another state. Uh, there's just doesn't make, now that I have to reevaluate everything like this as a business owner, Rhode Island just doesn't make sense. So a lot of businesses are going to be doing that. The state government needs to be doing that. How have we been running things and now how should we change it in light of the fact that this is reality you know um you do I, it's almost like a back we've we've inverted everything you know we, we i think we've probably talked about before how at one point the, the idea was you give government employees great benefits and job security to make up for the fact that they weren't paid very well some, some decades ago but now with the unionization of public employees they are paid very well and they still have the benefits and job security that kind of attitude the idea that we have to protect government at all costs that makes sense if government is doing your critical safety stuff health you know police fire if, if your government's doing that, then yes, that you have to protect. But if your government is doing all this other stuff, uh, deeply involved in the economy and in, in providing services to all sorts of people in all sorts of directions, then no, not those aren't necessarily the most critical things that you have to protect. And that's a lesson Rhode Island's going to have to learn one way or another. It's the John DePietro Show. Our segment is Politics This Week with Justin Katz. 
managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about the governor in the 30-day waiting period. Also, the governor saying scouring the globe war on Governor Raimondo. Uh, and then also how she keeps threatening to shut down the state. It's all ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Whether it's heating or cooling, you can depend on J.K.L. Engineering. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call them today at 401-351-7600. Listen, we still have a number of months ahead. You're going to need the heat. We don't know what's going to happen. March can still be chilly. April can still be obviously chilly. The heating season. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System. They're energy-efficient, they're quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, Carrier Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 53 years, JKL's reputation, second to none. Technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved National Grid VPI installer. Call JKL Engineering today. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, for a heat pump. They're going to do it right. They're going to do it right the first time. And remember, with JKL Engineering, they'll keep it nice and cool in the summertime and nice and warm in the wintertime. Central Air is a life changer. Central Air is a game changer. And right now, estimates are free. Financing is available. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, the original, the best, JKL Engineering. Call them 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. It's John DePietro. Our segment is Politics This Week with Justin Katz. Justin, I think um, at the governor's, I thought this was very interesting. Within the same day, which was Sunday, Governor Raimondo said there her staff are scouring the globe to try to find supplies. Now, compared to other states, it, uh, Rhode Island, if we're to believe the numbers, have not, has not had the type of numbers, say, that Massachusetts has. And this business that they're scouring, you know, scouring the globe, and she also said, boy, the federal government's really letting her down. And then the same day, a few hours later, the White House had a press conference, and they announced that Honeywell in Smithfield, Rhode Island, is now going to be starting to make these masks that the, the government needs uh, to fight the coronavirus that uh, people would wear. And then also, uh, as a result of that, Honeywell is going to add 500 jobs. I found it uh, more than a little ironic that you have the governor saying scour the globe. And then at the, the White House, they're saying, yeah, we have a company we're working with right there in Smithfield, Rhode Island, Honeywell. Justin, going back to the governor and then, as you even pointed out, Seth Magazine, basically, we're just going to sit back and wait for the federal government. You haven't heard anything from Governor Raimondo of we need to work with if there are Rhode Island manufacturers that have some of the things we need 
And if we and you and this also dovetails into if you had more companies, if you were more business friendly, uh, then you would have more companies that then you could call on in an emergency like this. Well, I, I think this goes to a, to basically a, a whole attitude I, I've been kind of bothered by. I mean, it's, it's we, we, the other day we got the the kind of the school mom kind of hey, you kids, knock it off. If you're having meetings, don't do that, or I'm going to have to come down on you harder. I mean, that was the governor's attitude there. And I think that's probably one of the worst attitudes you can have because the sorts of people who are ignoring the governor are going to be kind of incensed by that. But the idea is, you know, all you, all you Rhode Islanders, you, here's what you can do. Stay home. Let us take care of it. You just be children. We'll take care of you, and we'll let you go out and play after this is all over. The attitude, I think, ought to be, okay, we are a society of adults who do productive things that no matter what you do, it's a vocation and you're doing something important for the world. How can we use what we've got? And I think this, as you, this juxtaposition of the governor saying, we're going to scour the globe and, and Donald, the Trump administration saying, we already did. We're going to Smithfield, Rhode Island. Right. I mean, she <laughs> ought to have been in the middle of that. Yes. Right? About how for, for years we've been hearing how, oh, I'm, I'm out there trying to work with businesses and get the economy going in Rhode Island and get us good, well-paying jobs well this is what that looks like right you know if if one if she had a, a relationship with the federal government and wasn't such a hostile we have to do everything we possibly can to get rid of this president maybe the governor the president would have said hey governor i've got a, a lead into your state on this stuff do you want to work with me on this right. instead it's yeah whatever you're you're irrelevant to us uh, but other than that i mean the, it seems to me we're, we're shutting down our economy one of the things the governor can can maybe do i mean a month or two ago we were hearing how she's deeply involved with the hospital issue in Rhode Island and as if she ought to have some say in whether private businesses merge or not. And now that, that would have been a good use of her time in the past few weeks was let me think about what companies we have in Rhode Island and let's see what they can do to stay open and be productive in this crisis. And it, that's not the attitude at all. And this, I think this little anecdote, I mean, it's great that that's Honeywell's in Rhode Island and going to be doing this, but it's, but it's not, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's, you know, not the biggest deal in the world, but this little anecdote really does show that that difference in attitude of where the government, we're just going to take charge and tell you what to do. And that means stay home versus what can we all do as a society to move forward uh, and, and make, make this all work. It was, um, I think it is interesting that Honeywell that according from what we're learning, they didn't even think like, let's reach out to Governor Raimondo. They went straight to Washington. You're exactly right. She was not in the mix. Um, but, but, but just their attitude of sitting back and waiting for the federal government. I also noticed then even, you know, they're very, the Raimondo people are very cognizant of the look of the press conferences. And what I've been told is like, she's really proud. And there was a certain member of the media was like, wow, it's so great to see such diversity with the state emergency where you have Dr. Nicole Scott, who's obviously African-American. You have Brett Smiley standing behind her, who's openly gay. You have the governor as the first female governor. Uh, you know, Manny, I'm sure they wish she could have a Sumco there because then it's a female head of the state police, but that didn't work out. But that even at the press conference, now that they're remote and she's taking questions as opposed to uh, reporters standing up, I know Margie O'Brien. And I, I've known her for a while. She worked first at Channel 6. Then I think she worked at Channel 10. But she works for Capital TV, which in essence is kind of like state-run TV, where your job is to do these, quote, interviews. 
and they were all fluff, you know, interviews with the speaker, with the head of the Senate president. They're, even in a situation like that, they don't even reach out and maybe have a local journalist of some of one of the major, you know, one of the news outlets, whoever it may be, someone from Channel 10 or 12 or the Journal or whoever, and do that for the day. Um, they have to incorporate it and into that type of show. And that kind of dovetails into what I want to move in next to, which is how do you find the governor to be at these press briefings, uh, Justin Katz? Do you think that she needs to have one every day? And I agree with you. I think through her tenure as being a public uh, official, Governor Mundo has just never been able to get out of that. And I know they would think that, oh, that's a sexist thing to say, but she always, she even used to say she has that mom approach but how, how do you think she is at these uh, press briefings? Well, I mean, she she is kind of rigid and she does tend to, you know, get into that that mode that we were just talking about. Um, I, I think I, I do think it's good that she's having a daily press briefing because people people are concerned about this and a lot of them are sitting at home with nothing to do. So that that touch is good. Uh, and I, I like your idea that I mean, every day they could cycle a different news outlet. All right, Channel 10, you get this day, Channel 12 gets the next day, the Province Journal, you get the next day. That's if they don't want to do it in a bigger room where more people can attend. Um, but I, I don't know. I, she's not, I, I've never found her to be, to present very well. Uh, she does have that, <laughs> not only the, the as, as she said, the, the mom approach, but that Rhodes Scholar Ivy League kind of attitude doesn't, I don't think, quite convey like as it should. That said, you know, you do the best you can with what you got. And I, I think the daily briefings are a good idea. The idea that the diversity of the people presenting is important, I, do, I think points to one of our one, one of our modern lunacies. But um, other than that, you know, it, it is a kind of a crisis situation and people do want at least the impression that there's somebody uh, somebody in charge. Now, contrast that, I, I actually got in some arguments on social media for posting about this, but when the, the Alorza emergency team had their press conference a, a week or two ago, I mean, they were all there in sweat clothes and like, their workout outfits. And I, I suggested that was probably not the best presentation. Right. So, I mean, I, I think the governor does at least have enough, yes. well, at least enough PR people and enough sense to say, okay, we're going to make this look, all right, here's our emergency guy. He's in a military looking outfit that's going to calm people. We're all going to be dressed and presentable. And we're, I think that is important. So I think it is important to have that leader out there putting a good face on things. And I think she's done that well. And I, in, also in regard to that, I think other things like I had commented the other day that the, the, even just the panic of, of people thinking we're going to have a lockdown, I think is sending people out to stores to go, let me buy two months worth of stuff in case I can't go out of my house because I'm locked down. So it's good that she can, for example, come out and say, we're not thinking about that at the moment and calm those fears. I, so I, I, that's an important thing for a, for a leader to do. And I think there she's doing, if anything, a little better than I expected. That, that is an excellent point. Folks, it's the John DePietro Show. Our segment is Politics This Week with Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com. Coming up, we are going to talk about the situation with restaurants and also the uh, Center for Freedom of Prosperity, their idea of government distancing, and also the uh, some people see it as a gun grab uh, by Governor Raimondo. It's all ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. Folks, it's John DePietro, and this is a special message for business people uh, that are trying to adapt 
to the latest circumstances. So much, so many of you are now working remotely and you're realizing now just how dependent you are, whether it be with your cell phone, with your service, working remotely. And joining us right now, you've heard me talk about him so many times. It's our friend Sal, who is here to help any business person. Good afternoon, Sal. Good afternoon, JD. How are you? I am uh, trying to get used to what's going on, just like everybody else. That's right. It is such an unusual time, but um, a lot of businesses right now are finding that they need to either be able to work more efficiently with their employees or for themselves, work remotely. And I want to make sure people know about your services. Absolutely. So obviously, you know, I, we've mentioned before, but I'm with T-Mobile right now and I, and I recognize that, it, um, you know, that it's a tough time to, to do business in the state and overall throughout the country. And I, and I recognize that. So with T-Mobile, we're, we want to reach out, help to help reach out to small businesses and help them as much as we can. Um, and, and with that, we know there's a lot of, uh, a good amount of businesses out there that are allowing their workforce um, work from home. So we have some great solutions for the, the companies out there to let their employees work from home. And, and with that, we have mobile hotspots, which have been becoming very popular right now um, because maybe Wi-Fi might not be an option at their house or at their work for some reason. But with the mobile hotspots we offer with T-Mobile, this will give them the ability to work remotely. Um, so I encourage if anyone uh, that owns and operates a small business or has a workforce that needs to rely on mobile internet, reach out to me. I can help you. Call me today at 401-332-0000. That is my number directly, so I will pick up when you call. I want to help you as much as I can, even if it's not something where you want to purchase service and you just maybe just have some questions regarding your service with your current carrier. Um, the big thing is I want to help consumers out there with small business, with their small business. And as you know, I've come from a small business world. Um, I did oper- own and operate my own small business for the last seven years, so I get the challenges that, are, that people are experiencing right now, and I want to help out as much as I can. So... And with that, like I said, T-Mobile is here to help with mobilizing your workforce, offering mobile hotspots, uh, and I, I will help you with that. And again, my direct number is 401-332-0000. And call me anytime. I'm available. I'm here to help. And Sal, also, just touch on, I think a lot of people are learning. You know, maybe they haven't seen family, but you can show them on FaceTime or yep. businesses. There's ways that you can help them work remotely with their employees that they may not even be aware of. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people, and even including myself, were uh, conducting meetings via FaceTime, via Skype, uh, WhatsApp chat, through the, you, through the video option. So um, there are other ways to communicate in business, and myself included. If you want to have a conversation with me face-to-face, we can do it germ-free by having a Skype call or a FaceTime call. And you can do the same within your business as well. If you have employees that rely on communicating with their uh, customers, um, there are ways doing it without meeting face to face, completely safe, completely germ free uh, by either a Skype call, FaceTime, whatever it may be. There's different platforms. You can have that video call. And I'm more than happy to show you that. I can show you and explain how to use that and set it up. Uh, it's very simple to do. Um, I've been doing it myself. I, I conducted about five meetings last week and they were all via Skype <laughs> from my office. So um, times are definitely challenging right now, but we kind of, you know, kind of kind of work with it and move with these times and just kind of figure out what's going on. I think it's 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 very unpredictable at the moment. And um, if I could help in any way, feel free to reach out. Again, my direct line is 401-332-0000. Folks, call him Sal by T-Mobile. Thank you, Sal. Thank you, John. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401 431 
2300 MEGA MEGA Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. Everyone is talking about germs, about algae, about mildew. No, I know they're talking about the virus. What about some of the viruses outside your home? As the weather's getting warmer, now is the time. Let's make your property, home or business, Look as best it can with Bethel Softwash. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel Softwash. Now, you can text Jared at Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L, Bethel Softwash of Lincoln. Free day, free same day text estimate at 401-617-2585. Text him at 401-617-2585. And what I mean is if you text Jared, this is what my house looks like. He'll give you a free estimate right there. I'm talking outside your home. I encourage you to visit their Facebook page, and you can see the before and after and what a difference it makes. Bethel soft washing is the low-pressure system. It won't harm the surface. Low-pressure H2O combined with the biodegradable chemical removes those biological elements like uh, algae and uh, mildew, and you don't need it. The biodegradable plant-safe solution Wait to see the difference. Now, I tell people, go to uh, log on to the Facebook page, Bethel Certified Softwash, Bethel Softwash, and look at the before and after. What a difference it makes. Bethel Certified Softwash Power Wash for your home, for your business, for your walkway, for your patio, for your deck. Make your home look beautiful. Get rid of that mold and algae instead Bethel Certified Softwash. You can also text Jared at 401-617-2585. Make an appointment, free estimate, 401-617-2585. And look for them on Facebook. It's Bethel Certified Softwash. Right in Lincoln, Bethel Certified Softwash. You're listening to The John DePietro Show, where we have Justin Katz, Managing Editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. A segment is Politics This Week. Justin, let's also um, go down the list of a couple different topics that have come out of this whole thing, starting with what did you think of the governor saying, Governor Raimondo saying that as a result of a backlog of people trying to uh, get a license to, to um, have a firearm, that she is moving the waiting period now back to 30 days. The example they gave was that, say, like in a place like the city of Warwick, I think they said they usually have 28 in a week. And instead, again, when you start to announce there could be a lockdown and people are somewhat panicked and afraid that who knows if first responders can get out or just the fears they have, that it shot up to like 400. Uh, so she felt the need to go to 30 days, knowing, knowing very well that you haven't heard a lot about that, or I haven't in other states and or the police are really, to me, not so much on the front lines. It's one thing for the hospital workers, and you can even say those that drive a rescue. But 
police departments, they have enough personnel. It seemed to be a huge jump to go uh, from seven day to 30 days. And not only that, the courts are closed until at least April 17th. So there's no way that any of the Second Amendment people or the gun rights uh, people can do anything about this. Well, what struck me about this is that it, it's kind of isolated on its own. I mean, I, I mean, I could see the argument that, you know, we need more time to, to grapple this, whether it's 30 days up from seven. I, I don't know if that's reasonable. But the fact that it's kind of a standalone thing. I mean, I, surely there are other things that our police departments are having to do that we maybe want to free them up from. So this it wasn't, from my understanding, it's not as if the state government was saying, okay, how can we free up some resources? All right, this is one way. And here are, here's another dozen ways we're going to move to free up resources for our police. Uh, it, Instead, I think it was the police chiefs association came to the governor and said, hey, do this. And she did. So it, it was almost in a, a way a special interest kind of approach to changing um, to changing the rules here. And it does make people's kind of suspicious. And so I, I kind of wonder, I mean, it, I don't know the nuts and bolts of, of the waiting period and who it applies to when, but it seems to me there ought to be other other avenues to take, such as, I don't know, if, 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 if we can categorize this person very easily as safe, then we'll do it right away and we'll actually ease the restrictions a little bit. So it, it, one, it seemed, it seemed a little bit odd that this was a standalone thing that's got to free up some time. Uh, two, it lines up very well with the progressive attitude she's, she's brought to this sort of issue. And three, it just seems like an indication of the, which way they go you know, when 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 we can't when government can't keep up with the responsibilities we've given ourselves, we're going to be more restrictive. We're not going to ease up our uh, what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to crack down and make it harder for the public so that it's easier on the government. And I think that generally is the wrong attitude, but I think that's generally the attitude of our state and local governments. I think you're exactly right. And in, in, uh, what's just a little bit ironic is, um, you know, the the Second Amendment people, they were you know, before everything broke loose here this year, this legislative session, they they were very active at the state house, uh, very organized, very well run. And um, to them, obviously, there's distrust to begin with with the governor. So to move into this direction and say 30 days, for instance, if there is a backlog, I don't know why you couldn't just make it that it's now two weeks or that we're running into some delays or something like that. And I understand the, the resources. But whenever she says, you know, it was the state, uh, you know, association of chiefs that came to her, I just I kind of take that as with a grain of salt. I just wonder if then, you know, many times um, that could be that maybe you uh, agree to give them a grant of some kind or, you know, something they're looking for and you'll get it for them. That I always regard a lot of that stuff as as political horse trading when someone says, oh, I'm just doing it because these people asked me when only because there's so many different groups that ask her of things. And then um, you just wonder how much she's going to, um, what she's going to adhere to. What do you think about Justin Katz, Governor Raimondo saying, um, I'm not going to shut down the state. I don't want to shut down the state. There are some people that are saying to do it for the next two weeks. What is your thought on that? Should Governor Raimondo shut down the state? Uh, no, I think she's she's had the right attitude on this, and, and I this is probably the biggest thing I've been taking heat on for things I've written in the past couple of weeks. But if you look at the numbers, f fully half of all cases in the United States are in New York State, uh, and if you look even closer at the county level, they're in 
the sort of the counties surrounding Manhattan. So and once you once you get beyond say a hundred square feet of of land and water, you're it it drops tremendously. So I I think we generally we're we're kind of applying New York City what, what ought to be happening in New York City. We're applying that standard to the entire country when what we need is the entire country, the rest of the country where it's not as bad to be comfortable out there and and keeping the economy going, you know, social distancing. I went to CVS yesterday and they've, they've got tables in front of all the counters so that you can't get too close to the employees and stuff like that. And they've got tape on the floor for the lines. And that's a great idea. But just doing that would, if that's your approach, that's going to improve the spread of the disease. And it's, it's also going to let people be somewhat active. So I think she's, she's right on, on this one. The Rhode Island Center for Freedom and Prosperity the idea of government distancing uh, because of the coronavirus. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, that's in some ways we've been talking about that already. The idea is they're telling us to keep a distance from each other, but we also need to watch out for our economy and keep distance from, from government, meaning we need government to lighten up. One way they could do that is delaying return of the sales tax, but other ways they can do it. We, we actually suggested last week to let the restaurants bring, alcohol or, or let, let them sell it during pickup. You know, all these restrictions we live under and we sort of accept during ordinary times, we need, to, we need to ease those up. I mean, generally, but definitely in a crisis like this. Uh, and that's, that's basically the basic idea. We'll have more ideas coming out this week, but a big part of it was also the, the sales tax. So we just, we've just in the past few years ramped up collection of the sales tax online. Well, if we want to help people have a little bit more money to spare if we want to keep them home hey why don't we just suspend that and let people shop online and not pay the sales tax so it's it's really about a change of attitude we've, we've got to have during a crisis uh and and should have just generally going forward what about um touch on that a little bit with the restaurants and the booze justin you know what else is interesting about this is i don't hear well, actually, hold it. We're going to take a quick break. And then uh, I want to hear your thoughts on I think this is uh, a time that Governor Raimondo, again, I don't want to be too critical because, listen, it, it is such an unusual time and situation. But I think a lot of the things that are are coming out uh, to me essentially stem from just the way they operate. It's not going to be different just because it's a crisis situation. Folks, we're going to come back. Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Our segment is politics this week. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. If you're a business owner, in today's world, listen, customers are judging you by your website. And for most people, when people hear about a company, let's face it, you don't have the yellow pages anymore. Most people, they go online and they want to look at your website. And that's how they're judging you. So that's their first introduction to you. It's not so much, you know, people would put a lot into the sign or the front of their store. Now, think about it. Your website, that is your signage. That is the first introduction. And that's why my friend Karen Etchells at Innovast is here to help. She redesigned depetro.com. I've worked with Karen for over 20 years. You can reach her today for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. 401-321-2799. Karen Etchells at Innovast. 
Now is the time. Now it's 2020. When's the last time you freshened up your website? Maybe when you first got it and then you don't realize or you first set it online or had someone do it and you don't even remember who did it and it's not as effective as it could be. Much like, you know, you need to sometimes paint the outside of your building or maybe um, inside your store, you realize, hey, maybe we need some new carpeting or a new type. Well, the same goes for your website. If you've been thinking about updating your website or you have questions, maybe get the most out of your social media. You can get a free consultation from Karen Etchells, local digital marketing ex professional, well, marketing professional. She is excellent and she's been doing this for over 25 years. Contact my friend Karen Etchells, Innovast Digital Marketing. Now, if you go to my website, topetro.com, you'll see her right at the bottom. So that's a click, an easy link. If you can't remember the name or you can't remember the phone number, I'm going to give them both again. But the very least, all you have to do is make your way to depetro.com. And at the very bottom, you'll see Innovast, Innovast.com, and then her photos right there. Karen Etchells, again, take advantage, free consultation, 401 321 2799. 401 321 2799. Or find Karen online at Innovast.com. Go to log on to depetro.com. And at the very bottom, You'll see the link and you can contact her. So whatever your business is, it doesn't matter whether you're a dentist or a restaurant or whatever business you're in. You need an updated website. Contact Karen Etchells. It's Innovast Digital Marketing. I-N-N-O-V-A-S-T. Innovast Digital Marketing. And again, 401-321-2799. Take advantage, free consultation with Karen. And also check out her work. I love it. I've worked with her over 20 years. You can see her link at depetro.com. This portion of the John DePetro Show is brought to you by K's. K's. Folks, I can't say enough good things about K's Restaurant. There they are, located 1013 Cass Ave in Woonsocket. K's is doing takeout. You can call them for takeout at 762-9675. Why not take out from K's a nice steak sandwich or corned beef or the lobster roll or ham sandwich or the chicken salad sandwich is delicious. I love their roast beef. Or the pastrami is delicious. The roast turkey breast is fantastic. And also the grilled pork or the tuna fish salad, the shrimp cocktail, lobster cocktail, wedge salad. Listen, call K's for takeout. 401-762-9675. And let me tell you about K's. They are so terrific. And they're always there when you need them. David and John, the people of K's Restaurant, They are, without question, always there, so generous supporting people. And I'm encouraging you, during these times, support Kay's, a real local icon. Kay's Restaurant is everything you want, and not only a restaurant, but a restaurant owner. And let me tell you about David. The guy is just, he is exactly the type of citizen you need. Always steps up there, always helps out, always very generous. This is your opportunity to show your support for K's Restaurant. Call them for takeout, 762-9675. You can check out their website, ksrestaurant.com, or maybe get a gift card. 
but the people there are just terrific. Listen, why not? Treat yourself. Lunch, dinner, call K's. Do take out with K's Restaurant, 762-9675, and then you pop by and get it right there, Cass Avenue, across from CVS. You're listening to The John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11 and we go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. And remember, you can always listen online. Visit the website, depetro.com. You can contact me there, send an email. If you ever miss any part of the show, you can uh, log on radio show. You can also listen live there, by the way. So wherever you are, anywhere in the world, you can listen live at the website. It's petro.com Just click on Listen Live. If you want to listen, maybe you know, you're know you away or you want to go back and listen to a guest, just click on Radio Show at the dashboard right on the website, and you can also then listen or re-listen, whatever it may be. And there's all the links to my social media that are right there. So whether it's Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or Instagram, it all starts. Folks, remember, it always begins and ends. The show never ends right there at depetro.com. It's Sean DePetro, and again, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at depetro.com. Our segment is Politics This Week with Justin Katz, Managing Editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Also, Justin, you know, for someone who has the experience level that the governor has, which is she had worked in... Um, you know, venture capital with Point Judith, just her education, being a governor. It is, um, it's funny, and the center did come out and say about restaurants and booze. I don't see anything for her staff to me that they try to think of themselves as they think differently. They're innovative, kind of on the cutting edge, all this stuff. I don't hear anything different coming out of this to help businesses. To me, this opportunity right now, because we're not in a lockdown, and I, and I agree with you, by the way, I don't think the state should go into a lockdown. Um, there's even a story the the restaurants that are open, you have to try to help them out. Bookstores are trying to do that will come out to the parking lot. Um, there's no reason for her to shut the, the state down right now, not with the numbers the way they are. But I think everything that they are working on with the Romando administration, well, not everything, but for safety, but this is an opportunity for, like, where's Stefan Pryor? And we already heard that the website uh, crashed for the Department of Labor and Training, which echoes, you know, the problems with UHIP. Um, where are the innovative 2020 latest, you know, on the cutting edge ideas to try to help businesses through this? I don't, I don't hear it. Instead, as I mentioned, Governor Mundo just saying I'm getting fed up with the federal government and they're not getting back to me and all this other stuff. I don't hear a lot of self-reliance in anything really innovative out of this that say, you know, your people came up with something or have been thinking about something. And then as a result of that, you know, a couple, a couple of the states have taken up the idea. Well, I, th- I think, um, the when they say we're innovative i mean they, they mean it in a kind of a technocratic sense as if we're the experts we're give us more control and we'll we'll figure out the best thing to do for the state and, and it's all on what government can do how we're going to pick and choose who we're going to give money to and that's basically been what Rhode Island commerce and stuff prior have been about is 
using government and leveraging the brilliance of our bureaucracy and elected officials to to move the, to, to grow the economy and pick the right industry that Rhode Island really needs to get into. So that's kind of their attitude of innovation when really it ought to be, you know, how do we get government out of the way? What innovative ways can we use government to make sure other people can perform? Uh, and most of that's not actually that all that innovative. It's really just lighten up. <laughs> you don't have to have a, a license to to braid hair or something like that. But that's I think that's that's what we see. And so they they run into that if that's their whole belief system, they're going to run into a problem of how do we get this going? We're the government. We need to do this. And that's that's kind of my thinking on it. I mean, Stephen Pryor, you would think if you have a, a commerce czar, a secretary of commerce and all of that, and we, we put all this money and effort into it and we, we bring in national organizations like the Brookings Institution to investigate our and, and review our economy, you'd think that would person would be not so much the, the go-to person for loans and, and tax forgiveness, but really somebody who just knows what's going on in Rhode Island. And in a situation like this could be useful to come forward and say, I know all these businesses, here's what they do. Hey, Honeywell could very easily transition into doing masks. Why don't we suggest that? And that could be, that could be a useful position and that would be kind of innovative, but it means putting the emphasis on the private sector and on entrepreneurs and working Rhode Islanders and seeing what they're doing and how they are innovating and, and pulling government back out of the way a bit. Like we were talking about that government distancing. And that's just not how these folks think. They think we have to come up with the solutions and implement them and they're not very good at it. So it's, it's a liability for the state in a time like this. Folks, he is the managing editor for OceanStateCurrent.com. He's Justin Katz. Justin, great job. And we'll talk to you again. Remember, if you ever find yourself in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340 for West Fountain Auto Body. It's Kenny, it's Patricia, maybe Kaylee answers the line. Look for them on Facebook, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They're right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. So you're riding along and you're maybe minding your own business and going the speed limit, and boom, you just never know when you can find yourself in an accident. You have people that are texting and driving, or they're drunk drivers, or you have people that they're compromised, or they're they're on something, or whatever it may be. People just, they're not paying attention. They're texting. They go through a stop sign. They go through a red light. Uh, they drive very recklessly through a parking lot. And all of a sudden, you have damaged your vehicle. Well, the first thing you want to do is call 911, fill out a police report. If you can drive your vehicle, your first phone call is to West Fountain, 401 272-3340. Maybe you know someone. Do you have a family member or a friend or someone you work with that was in a car accident? Listen, it's it's uh, number one, it shakes you up. Number two, hopefully you're okay. But number three, let's get the car fixed. Call West Fountain, 272-3340. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Now, if you're in an accident and you can't drive your vehicle, it was that badly damaged, when the tow truck shows up, tell them, bring this vehicle to West Fountain fountain auto body look for them on facebook this is where i would bring your car this is where i bring friends car family they will repair your vehicle they'll handle everything for you showroom like condition get it back on the road west fountain auto body since 1927 401 
401-272-3340. Look for them on Facebook, West Fountain Auto Body. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Lawn Doctor. Call today your best lawn ever guaranteed, 401-392-1025, 401-392-1025, or online. They have a great website, lawndoctor.com. What do they do? Well, outdoor pest control, annual program, lawn care service. They make great lawns happen. Lawn Doctor Rhode Island, your lawn care company. Love your lawn. Best lawn guaranteed. Call them today, 401-392-1025. Free uh, consultation and estimate, 401-392-1025, Lawn Doctor. And now is the time because you can get the early spring, the crabgrass control, time-release fertilizer, professional blend of high-calcium line, Lawn Doctor. Go online, check them out. It's LawnDoctor.com or call them today, 401 401- 392-1025 Lawn Doctor Remember for your business Mega Truck and Trailer Repair Call them today 508-336-21 MEG Mega Truck and Trailer Repair Commercial Trailers Diesel Equipment Remember free estimates Call them today, 508-336-2110. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. FHWA Inspections or Rhode Island State Inspection Station. Trailer Pickup and Delivery. 24-hour mobile service. ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by K's. K's, folks, I can't say enough good things about K's Restaurant. There they are, located 1013 Cass Ave in Woonsocket. K's is doing takeout. You can call them for takeout at 762-9675. Why not take out from K's a nice steak sandwich or corned beef or the lobster roll or ham sandwich? Or the chicken salad sandwich is delicious. I love their roast beef. Or the pastrami is delicious. The roast turkey breast is fantastic. And also the grilled pork. Or the tuna fish salad. The shrimp cocktail. Lobster cocktail. Wedge salad. Listen. Call K's for takeout. 401-762-9675. And let me tell you about K's. They are so terrific. And they're always there when you need them. David and John, the people of K's Restaurant, they are without question always there, so generous supporting people. And I'm encouraging you during these times, support K's, a real local icon. K's Restaurant is everything you want in not only a restaurant, but a restaurant owner. And let me tell you about David. The guy is just, he is exactly the type of citizen you need, always steps up there, always helps out always very generous this is your opportunity to show your support for k's restaurant call them for takeout 762-9675 you can check out their website ksrestaurant.com or maybe get a gift card 
but the people there are just terrific. Listen, why not? Treat yourself. Lunch, dinner, call K's. Do take out with K's Restaurant, 762-9675, and then you pop by and get it right there, Cass Avenue, across from CVS.